Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. The latest issue of the Prophetic Observer is available right now. Articles that look at current events in the light of Scripture. With a subscription to the Prophetic Observer, you'll be able to keep time on God's prophetic clock. Get your copy of the Prophetic Observer today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also subscribe online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. In a novel, we tell the story of Plain Jane. It became obvious to me that one of the storyline plots is real life for many of us, as we can potentially experience something that looks totally different than reality. Because not knowing the truth, we respond to it in the wrong way. Having seen something at the worst possible moment and drawing a wrong conclusion. As humans, we seem to be very artistic at times, but by the time we learn that we were wrong, it's either too late or some serious wrong has been done, all because we grabbed the wrong Crayola to draw our conclusion. In the story, two of the key characters are Jane and Don. From high school days, they were sweethearts. And while it had not become formal, they knew the day would come that they would marry. Such are the dreams of the young. In different colleges, both went on to excel as they pushed forward. Jane's forte was music, and at her first concert as student conductor, she was unmistakably the star. Don was her number one fan in the audience. As he attempted the impossible when it was over, pushing through the crowd to get backstage to offer his congratulations, he arrived just in time to see something he totally misinterpreted. Going on what he saw, not waiting to know the whole story, he quietly left the area and retreated. That set up the dynamic for the second half of the book. No, we won't reveal it here, what he did or what the outcome was, other than to say it caused a lot of heartache for a long time. I don't know you well enough to make a statement this bold, but I will anyway. You have never done anything like that. Just like looking both ways before crossing the street, you always are sure of the facts before making a rash decision. Of course you are. <laughs> you wish. I won't attempt to make a list of possibilities for foolish actions, but you may be thinking of one in your own past right now. An old expression I can remember hearing more than once, possibly coming from my own lips, is what I wouldn't give to do that over again and not make the same mistake. It might even be the one thing that is the first thing people think of when they think of you. For Thomas Alva Edison, most people think of the light bulb. We can only wish the first thing people think of for us would be that bright. 
Human nature, you say. We're all human. Yeah, true. We act to what we believe is true. Of course we do. But the key word there is believe. What if it isn't true? I recently read the true story of a bungee jumper who thought she heard the instructor say, jump now. Had she realized he said, don't jump now, she would still be alive. If you're listening to this now, it's safe to say you didn't do anything that resulted in such a drastic outcome. Sometimes the action that we live to regret is not fatally flawed, and the results can be reversed, but not always. Take the story Jesus told of a man who had a plan. In Luke 12, Jesus held his audience spellbind as he told of the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. It is much too easy to go off to do something that seems to be a good idea, only to discover we were foolish and the consequences were far-reaching. Our rich friend in Jesus' story made only one mistake, and at the worst possible moment. There was nothing wrong with being rich, nothing wrong with his farmland being productive. There wasn't anything wrong with building a better barn, although sharing his bounty with others less fortunate could have been a better choice. His primary problem was forgetting who was the one who made it all possible. He may have planted the seed, watered the field, fertilized, cultivated, and pulled the weeds, but it was God who gave the increase from his gracious hand, and not because he was so smart, talented, or good. He praised himself and was singled out by Jesus for not considering the source of his wealth. We can wonder if the parables Jesus told were based on people, or incidents that had actually occurred and that might have been known to his audience. What parables might he tell with us as the source material? I am thankful for people who have the intelligence to be successful. I have no jealousy toward those who are rich. What they do with that intelligence and wealth is the thing worth observing especially in the light of the end-of-life reality, that when their tombstone has the second date carved onto its face, none of that wealth goes with them. Later in his teaching, Jesus said in verse 31, But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
the spiritually wise person spends his time laying up treasure in heaven where thieves, moths, and rust, and other types of corruption are not a problem. A little later, verse 37 says, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Back to our opening premise. What could be the worst possible moment for any person? For many, it will be the day like the rich man in the story when life comes to an end and we have not prepared for it by looking to Jesus and finding he is the one who needs to be at the center of our lives. He needs to be the one we have trusted for eternal life.